Last week I made a promise, proud and strong, that I'd finish up the second verse of this song. It was a song about your back, but now it's a song about your butt crack. So hike up your pants, nice and high, and to your butt crack, we'll say goodbye. Adventures in dog photography, hashtag no butt cracks. <laughs> well, that wraps it up for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> that was the uh, best I could do. You did, you did a beautiful job. But I did promise last week that I was going to give you a second verse. So there you go. Listen, you delivered on your promises. That's important. Thank you. <laughs> and I didn't have much more beyond that. <laughs> so... You went back and you went butt crack. And yeah, you said, exactly. And you I said good it enough. It's pretty good enough. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, we don't need any accidental peaks of the crack. Mm-hmm. I mean, the good thing is it's a podcast, so regardless of if your butt crack was out or not, nobody would know. And, I mean, you could sit here fully nude to do this and nobody would know. I could. How distracting. (laughs) (laughs) Junie's sitting next to me and she's fully nude, to be fair. Uh, Yes. And Junie (laughs) is, if anything, very distracting. Yeah. Oh, that is actually like her middle name at this point in time. Uh, What are you doing now? She's uh, speaking of. She's getting up. See, okay. She does trust falls like no other dog I've ever met. Ever. Yeah, yeah she'll do it at the top of our stairs. Because she knows I always know. carry her down the stairs. And if she sees me coming up, she just flings her body <laughs> no. towards me. And you have to like run up as fast as possible and like catch her in time. Yeah. Um, but she does like right now she was just trying to get off the couch and she like flies forward off the couch and she only has of course the one like paw or sorry like the one leg in the front Mm -hmm. so and she lands so hard on it and it freaks me out so i try not to let her jump off the couch as much as possible i try to lift her off but she just had to get up so she could go investigate her pile of toys she's been really cheeky lately and i'm loving it but it could be distracting for this podcast we will see we'll see if she finds the rubber chicken or not She was Um, so motivated and excited about the butt crack song, as is everybody else. I assume. I always wanted to say I assume like I assume. Mm -hmm. Well, it's your podcast. You can do whatever you want. (laughs) I just did it. I assume. It's like how how wealthy, bougie people say assume. I don't think they do. You don't? No. Then is it just like Australians? Or like... I I don't know if it's anyone that actually says it. (laughs) I think somebody says it like that. Kaylee, happy birthday. Oh, thank you. Thank you, thank you. It's my birthday. Oh my god! Technically, it's a week. It's a week after your birthday. (laughs) And you did give me a birthday gift, and it was the most incredible thing. Yeah, do you want to tell everyone? Should I? Yeah, lay it out there. Oh my god, I'm nervous. Um, it's so exciting. Okay, well, the first thing was a Dyson Air Straight. I don't know if anybody knows what that is. It's probably not the demo. It's probably not the target market. Uh, Um, I'm pretty sure it is. Well, I don't know. I mean. Yes, it's a device from Dyson that is way too much money, which is why I'd never, ever buy it for myself. <laughs> this episode sponsored by Dyson. By, by Dyson? By Dyson. <laughs> the off-brand of Dyson. <laughs> um, yeah, so they make this thing, whatever, this is so boring for people, but they make this thing that blow dries your hair and straightens it like at once. So I have a million thousand pounds of hair as is... Uh, I guess relatively well known at this point because uh, who knew all those years ago when I started in dog photography that like my red, 
my wild red hair would become a bit of a calling card. I never, ever thought about it. But um, now people kind of like recognize me out and about in Boston from the hair. They're like the red hair girl, the dog girl. But anyway, so if you know, I got a lot of hair on my head and it takes me ages to wash it. I think I talked about this last week because we were talking about get ready for Thanksgiving and how you were like wore sweatpants and slippers. And mm-hmm. I was like, I took three and a half hours on my hair. And I'd do it again. A- anyway. Yeah, I know you would. Oh my gosh. Junie's so cute. And she's rolling her tennis ball at Sam. They've Sam, tried don't to- roll it out of her way because she only she's missing a leg it's That's really it. hard for her to try, get it try to wrap up your yeah, super yeah, well, long, long story, story short yeah this thing instead of having to shower wash my hair i still have to do that part then get out blow dry it for like an hour and a half and then straighten it for like another hour and a half this thing supposedly combines the blow drying and the straining into one step and i'm so excited so you got me that mm-hmm. and i wanted it forever so thank you it was so sweet mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. You surprised me because that was enough. That was more than enough. It was like such an amazing present. And then you surprised me by saying like I had to go upstairs and measure my desk for something. So like, come on, let's go measure your desk because we want to get a new desk eventually because the desk I'm working on is, I don't know, how many years old? Uh, it's a desk I had about 20 years ago. Yeah, okay. So that's still the desk that like I'm using in my office. So he's like, let's get you a new desk soon. Let's go measure it and see what we want to get for a replacement. And then when I went up there, what was on the desk but a brand new iMac. Yeah. You really got me. I had no clue because you already surprised me with the Dyson thing. So I thought it was over. Well, happy birthday. Thank you You're so not getting much. anything for Christmas Thank now. Thank you. Thank you. That's okay. That's, that's okay. Just look at this. This Junie's upside down staring at me now. And I told you she was going to be distracting. But it's like the most worth it, cutest distraction of all time. Mm-hmm. And she's going to be very jealous because today we are going to be talking about her brother, Joshua. Oh, that's right. And also she's like getting ready to bark just so you know. Yeah. I'll I try. can see it. I'll try to simultaneously play with her and podcast you, with, with your time. foot. He's yes. putting his foot on her face. <laughs> Giving her a little Robinski. All she wants is individualized one-on-one attention. And don't we all? <laughs> Um, Sam, how you been? Uh, I've been better, better since since last week. I know. I was gonna say, like, what ailments you got going this week? Uh, nothing, nothing really. Well, do you know what's good? Like, it's isn't it amazing that the body heals? Uh, it is amazing. You know what I mean? Because it's like, oh, one week in the future, like everything will be fine. That's incredible. Like, thank goodness for that, right? Yeah, I had a pretty rough time with my uh with my back last week. You did, and (laughs) but I'm but I'm feeling good, ready to podcast. You're (laughs) look at her, look at her, look at her. You should have seen it. She was fully upside down, like like the upside down teapot. Like, I'm a little teapot. But she was fully upside down with the <laughs> one. Of, oh, June. I told you she was cheeking. Hello, Miss Chickenski. You cheeking? Yeah. I yeah. see that you're cheeking. Talking to June does not make for good podcasting. <laughs> I, I, I disagree. I disagree. She's, she's willing to host. She's getting ready to host. She wants to play with her ball, Sam. Should we pause it and play with her ball for a minute? We can. Hold on and we're back wow i'm exhausted now (laughs) (laughs) i have the cutest video of you playing with her uh that i will post on the i'll post it on the adventures in dog photography instagram fantastic it's very cute so you can see what happened during the uh during the short break the uh short short uh, break (laughs) yep (laughs) the short break uh words escape me i will say when uh during the little break there where you just played with jumbo she's still going though she's still gonna need a little bit of attention but um you found a couple of her toys like a deep under the chair in this room. Mm-hmm. Um, this reminds me of like a couple weeks ago when we found a Kong under in the living room underneath the uh, entertainment center where the TV is. Oh, it was yeah. full of old cheese. Oh. 
<laughs> we must have given it to, I don't know, either Josh or June one time when we had to take one dog or the other. Mm-hmm. And then someone had to wait at home. So they got like a special Kong full of cheese. But then like what a tragedy, whatever dog it was, would have like obviously lost it under the <laughs> entertainment center. Probably rolled it under there and then couldn't reach it. Uh, and then it there it stayed with disgusting old cheese in it. Uh, so that was a, what a fun discovery that was. <laughs> uh yeah it's it's one of the joys of dog ownership finding all sorts of gross presents (laughs) we threw that kong away yep uh june what are you messing with over there she's looking for there's nothing over there except for a bunch of wires that you're definitely going to pull out of the studio and cause some havoc anyway this podcast is all about you and all your going going goings-ons yes welcome to adventures in dog photography uh we're celebrating the beginning of december and talking about some 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 of her favorite winter images <laughs> yeah and well, what, wait, wait wait you didn't tell me that are we gonna do that all month just winter ones i don't know it's a good time for it, it is don't a you good, think well okay here's the thing let's peel back the curtain for a minute the, it's a good idea but i don't <laughs> juni is absolutely cracking me up and i'm sorry it's so distracting listen full disclosure guys juni's not been feeling good for probably way too long now we've had like some i told i said mentioned last week that it's been like stressful and there's been a lot going on and so juni was kind of sick um for a few months and she seems to be coming out of it in the last like week or so now and it's so beautiful to see she is like really blossomed back into the dog that she was before and she's been like barking and playing and running and we just hadn't seen her do that in so long so um everything seems to be on the up and up and and going in the right direction and i'm so grateful so that's probably why we're like extra distracted by her cuteness right now and and how meaningful it is to us in these moments so that's a little bit of the inside scoop there um but I was also giving you the inside scoop on the winter photos that Sam said he wants to do, which I'm down because I think that's a good idea. But we don't have a ton of like dog breath winter photos. The reason for that, Samuel? It's cold. Well, <laughs> God, you're so good at this, Sam. Um, <laughs> yeah, we don't really shoot. When we first started dog breath photography in 2010, we did shoot like private clients pretty much all year round like including fully in the winter and i mean like in the like really extreme parts of the winter like Mm -hmm. february march and new england can be pretty rough and we did sessions all year and it was like so what a stark difference it was for like the enjoyment levels from you know what i mean like the summery fall sessions to the winter ones and how like limited and short the winter ones kind of had to be because there would be days where we would be like with a wind chill it'd be like negative 10 like truly and it would be uh, really hard for the dog um and really really hard for us and my hands and my fingers and the clients and i kind of felt like it was unfair to people who like got a winter slot because they were you know, like paying the same as our our other clients, but they were getting almost like these. Well, the sessions weren't necessarily shorter, but like certainly our energy levels were like zapped much sooner. Like everybody's were because it was just so damn cold and people's like hands were like, you know, like freezing off and stuff. Mm-hmm. So anyway, with all that said, after the first few years of dog breath, we decided not to shoot or really offer private client sessions in the winter unless it was a very specific like scenario where, you know, maybe somebody had like uh, like an Arctic breed or something and they would like they really wanted the snow like uh, aesthetically. Um, 
But other than that, we would just push people to either like spring or fall on either side of it. And then we would travel to warm places like L.A. or Florida to do shooting there with either commercial clients or, or private clients or whatever. With all that said, because of that trend, we don't have a ton, ton, ton of winter photos. Yeah. And, and so the, the other thing that I'll see all the time, I'm in a number of different like dog photography. Oh, oh Chris Miller time. Um, and a number of different dog photography like Facebook groups and that sort of thing. And I see people posting all the time and they're asking for like feedback on their images. And I remember mm. one time I, I gave somebody feedback on, on their image that they asked for. Mm, they probably didn't want it. They definitely didn't want it because... <laughs> it's my general because Because here, here was my feedback. Um, you know, when it's, when it's not snowing in the winter, it's awful. Everything's awful. Everything's mm. dead. There's no leaves on anything. You know, in New you, England, yeah. Yeah, in, in New England. You, yeah. you have dead plants everywhere. It's it's not great to look at. Things are gray. There's not a lot of color. And so my feedback for this person was like, hey, I think you're doing everything right. Mm. This is shot in the dead of winter, however, yeah. and you have a lot of distracting dead crap in your background. Didn't use that word, but... Um, and, you know, instead, instead of being like, you know what, you're right, I'll try this again in the spring... It was just all excuses yeah. as to why that was the only thing yeah. you can do. And it's like, listen, I get it. But like, if you if you want to improve, that's one of the hard things about the winter is like, you have to be very purpose, like purpose driven in, in what you shoot, where you aim your camera, what you include in your image, what you don't include in your, in your image. Mm. Um, that's And that's tough to do, especially if there's no snow on the ground. Yeah, no, I have I have a story, but let me take a picture of you and Junie first. I'll put I'll post this one too. Mm-hmm. So this is how we have to get through this episode, <laughs> so that Junie doesn't distract. Hey, Junie, look at me for this. Oh, yes, that's nice. Do you wanna? Yeah, there's the head tilt. Okay, I got it. Um, <laughs> yeah, okay. So I've had uh, a couple instances where this has happened, where I'll have like a, a a brand, like a big brand client, like reach out. I, I find like. A, either late in the year like extremely late in the year or extremely early in the year is when they're doing like a lot of these big brands are doing like they're either rebrands or like trying to do him you know campaigns like um like yeah, ad, they've, ad they've, campaigns. they've gotten their budget refreshed for right. the year yeah and they're like cool time to hit the ground running they're like ready to do it in like yeah. january or whatever so they'll they'll like email me and be like all right like we love your work we love the colors we love you know whatever and we want to shoot like whatever eight new hero images like for our brand like we're looking for this like feel happy joyful like whatever and then they're like okay so like but our timeline because their timeline i mean like listen if anybody shoots commercial work they know uh every commercial client's timeline or ad agency's timeline is we need it yesterday it's always an emergency so they're like okay we need like eight brand new images shot and we need them by like next week <laughs> and you're mm-hmm. like okay here's the thing <laughs> i live in New Hampshire or like at the top like I've we lived in Boston or that area for a long time too like whatever um I live in New England essentially and if you want me to shoot eight new images I am thrilled to do so but I have to like make sure that you're clear on like if you want me to shoot them like here on my end of things this is what the world looks like right now and I'll take like a picture outside my window or whatever and it's just brown and gray shades of gray basically um and it's horrible to look at and it's really like difficult to achieve 
my look in the winter not completely impossible like if you have an amazing sunset or something i find sunsets rare in the winter though i especially around here i almost like never see like a winter sunset oh funny that we, we had say one that. today because yeah. today the photo is exactly that it's a very rare winter sunset um but yeah with that said anyway so then usually they have to build into the budget like enough you know like extra money to fly us to either somewhere warm like la or florida usually or some texas or something but um yeah uh that's that's kind of a big part of the visuals of mm-hmm. of our style, you know, is like color. Yeah. So some people are going to say like, OK, well, I don't have a client that has that budget. Like and I, I don't have the, the budget myself to, to travel. Like I have to do something during the winter. So like what would you suggest for someone that has to shoot in an area that has a winter? Things are dead. There's no snow on the ground. What do you do? Um, I mean, you. I, I think it's still possible to make beautiful images uh if you're really like particular and careful about like your locations i mean obviously if you're shooting in studio it doesn't matter you know but if we're talking about like an on location photographer yeah on location you, i think like you can pick out pockets of beauty i i, sh- I certainly think like Especially in our area, there are like evergreen trees, right? Like pine trees and trees that don't really lose their color. So you kind of like seek out a location that has that look or you embrace like the monotone if that can be your style. Like for me, I can certainly shoot stuff like that, but it would never go into my portfolio because it just would be so out of place. Mm -hmm. But um, if you embrace the monotone and it's really like this beautiful like kind of singular color palette uh, that's very like color harmonious or whatever then that's beautiful too and that can be a style absolutely on on its own you know um there are certainly a lot of people that kind of shoot in a more monotone style but i don't know i I, i'm saying words right now because i'm trying to fill up the air i'm looking at you like (laughs) grasping you're like i don't i don't want to let you talk but i (laughs) do want to fill up the the air with sound i just want to make sounds right now (laughs) so so you had um hey uh, at least i'm self-aware yeah. yeah, debatable. Um, you you had a shoot once um, with a Chronicle, right? Oh, so yeah. so the television yeah. show Chronicle wanted to do a spot on on Kaylee, and of course it was like the first week of December, you know. And they're like, yeah, so we're just gonna we're gonna follow you like on location, and 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 they're like, we're gonna do it next week, and you're like, okay, yeah, um, because it's the same sort of thing. We normally wouldn't shoot outside because normally everything just looks like crap so um we specifically found a location that basically doesn't have any of anything that changes from one season to another so you could you could find like a beach Mm. you know what i mean like if there's no snow on the ground you you can't necessarily tell if it's winter or or fall or spring or whatever like if it's just water and sand and then your dog um or you could also go into the city and shoot some more urban sort of stuff again stuff that doesn't change stuff where there isn't like uh natural you know elements it's all you know architecture and that sort of thing so yeah no that's that's a great suggestion and actually that reminds me of oh my gosh it's been long enough now that i think we can probably say like that it was a nightmare (laughs) but that shoot that we did um let's say i i won't say the company name then specifically but uh it it was like basically like a scarf company oh and remember and they wanted these kind of like tropical looking photos with like their scarf around a dog and like Mm -hmm. the dog like sunbathing with like sunglasses and the scarf is like almost like a beach towel like whatever meanwhile it's january 28th yeah. It, was, it was january in boston yeah 
And boss, it's, I mean, listen, I can't like overstate how ugly, like visually the world can really get in like January when it, when there's not fresh snow on the ground, but also fresh snow on the ground would certainly not work for the beach idea. So, I mean, we took on the challenge and we, um, we like booked up, well, I don't, we went to a beach. We were like, okay, we'll go to a beach because to Sam's point, like, as even though like we our bones are freezing out of our bodies and we are so cold our skin's like bright red from like the wind burn and how awful and miserable it was you can't really tell in the photos that it's literally just sand and water you know what I mean sand water and sky and as long as the sky has like a little bit of texture or something going on it's not completely grayed over you can kind of make it feel like you know a little bit like if you need to in post you can kind of warm up the colors in the in the sky make it feel a little bit like warmer sunlight you know um and we did a really good job like we had the we had the sunglasses on the dog and we wrapped his head in a little scarf like a kind of a, like a 60s bathing barbie or whatever mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was great it all the, it came out really great but man we suffered like miserably it was cold it was so cold like to meet their creative and uh it was uh definitely memorable that's Junie who just got a squeaker now yeah and solo from Junie um oh. So yeah, and I mean, and to that to that point too, like it's oh goodness, June. <laughs> no, no, just let her enjoy it. It's okay. Listen, these are all dog people. They get it. It's good. They like Junie. I think. Uh, I hope <laughs> everyone likes June. <laughs> I don't know how you cannot. So so yeah, and, and to that point, like Aww. yeah, it's it's tough outside. It's tough to exist outside for a long period of time. And like yes, while your dog has you know fur and is built a little bit better for the weather than we are like it's still not fair for them yeah to be yeah. outside for a long time so yeah um you know our 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 tip for that is basically like get everything all set up all your settings mm-hmm. if you're doing lighting if you're doing props if you're doing angles and locations and lenses and and everything and you know have a stand in just like be ready and then you know have your dog someplace comfortable in the car hanging out if there's a house or a building nearby anything like that bundled up in a bunch of sweaters like whatever (laughs) it takes and then get that dog in do your thing and if you're good at what you do you know that shouldn't take long truly and no it sounds great and i'm wondering how we how did we get onto all of this well we're talking about winter photos and our very casual opener yes and my socks don't match today oh, okay getting further yellow, off topic I have, a, I have a yellow sock and a pink sock yeah there was a there was a linear path of the conversation <laughs> it's it's being wildly diverted but sam all good points absolutely i mm. love them little little nuggets of knowledge to take away all throughout yeah this um, is a dog photography podcast and every once in a while we want to say something <laughs> that's educational every once in a while so let me ask you very quickly how you been good that's Th- all? thanks yeah thanks <laughs> okay how about so, how was um my birthday for you <laughs> why are we going so far backward oh i don't know i thought that we would just i thought that the opening part we were always catching up a little about how the week was and stuff okay we went to the christmas lights and they were so sparkly uh well, that's that's another thing too. Is that there there are certain elements during the year that only come out at, at certain times of year, like Christmas lights. <laughs> Sam's bringing it back. Okay. I'm really right, trying fine. to. All right, let's bring it back. Let's bring it back. <laughs> and, and and it's very inspirational to be like, all right, well, there's there's nothing else going on, you know, like visually, but there's these Christmas lights. Yeah, like, yeah, we did can- that. Well, actually, we did that one year, right? We did that with Howler. Uh, yeah. Well, I will say though, I don't think it was. It wasn't winter though. 
when we did that. Did we have we done an episode on Howler's image in the forest with a no. sparkle? We should actually. We'll save it. We'll do that one. Mm-hmm. That one was one of my early like iconic kind of shots. That was on was like published a lot, and it was on the cover of a New Hampshire magazine. That's right. Remember that? Well, before we lived in New Hampshire. Yeah, actually, that's true. What a what a like a foretelling. You know, I was thinking as we get my like studio set up a little bit more, I really need to frame like we 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 should really frame like all the magazines and the editorial work and stuff that mm-hmm. like we've done and get them all hung up. Yeah. Nothing wrong with being proud of the, your accomplishments and actually yeah. displaying them instead of shoving them into a box I and then know, burying I'm them in our basement. Better. I know. I'm trying to get better at that. Speaking of that, actually, you're not, maybe you won't like this because maybe it's off topic, but it is about dog photography. Um, I just got a, oh, wait. a Kaylee. shipment. Kaylee. I just got how, a shipment. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm much better than I was last week, honestly. <laughs> all, right, all, right, all right. Back to your shipment. Go ahead. Mm, I'm good. I have new pants on that are super Please, shiny. come on. <laughs> I didn't brush my hair today until 5 o'clock. Um, which still, is, that's a lie. You still I, haven't brushed I your hair. I did brush it. You <laughs> what a jerk. No, it's true. I mean, it's it's really a something. That it's Thank God this is not a video podcast because it is really something. But yes, I brushed it. Um, but it's not been it's not been done up in any way. Okay, you want me to get back to what Please. I was saying? Please. Okay, I was saying that I got a shipment, what, two days ago uh, mm-hmm. from my friends at Digital Camera Magazine in the UK. And it was with a couple of issues of Digital Camera Magazine that uh, feature my work. Woo! Very exciting. This actually happened earlier this year, and they tried to send me these issues like earlier this year, but they got seemed to have gotten like lost or stuck in customs or something. So I thought I was never going to get them, which was sad. And then they like resent a surprise shipment that I just got the other day. So it was nice because I like you know wrote these articles or what they asked me you know for like like interview questions and stuff, and I'd written these articles, and basically it was going to be like a photo feature. That was spread out across like three issues. So it was like part one of one or part one of three, part two of three, whatever you get it. Um, and so I knew it was coming, but I never got to like see the final the final uh, iterations or whatever in print. So those came and they were really cool. And I should post them because I feel like at this point, because they came out earlier this year, you probably can't get that magazine. You definitely can't anymore. get it. No. Yeah, but I'll, I'll post them because they're kind of cool because there's like... Each one has a behind the scenes photo of me shooting a particular image and then the final like shot like of the, you know, final image shown from creation to the final, which is kind of interesting. And now I'm saying words, but I thought it was kind of cool to finally see those articles we worked so hard on. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. And they actually contain dog photography tips. Yes, exactly. There's three dog photography tips and there was a same magazine uh, there was like a full feature, I think like six, six page article about me or like my work and they interviewed me and that was that came out right before all the photo tips. Um, that one, that one's pretty cool. And how did that come to be? Because I spoke at the photography show last year. I was one of their like um, super stage. Was that called the super yeah. stage? Yes. The super stage. The super stage. Super stage speakers, which was so incredibly humbling and what a huge, I was like, I think more nervous before that talk than any other talk I've ever done in my entire career. I don't know why. It, I know. Just because sure. it was called the super stage? I don't, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Also, a lot of like my favorite photographers have spoken on that stage and it's like a big deal stage and um, uh, Christina Mittenmeyer spoke on that stage the same year as me and she's a huge, huge like photography idol of mine. So it was a big deal. It was, it was very cool. But anyway, so there was this uh, journalist there at the talk who was lovely and after the 
talk he came up he bought my book he came up and he said i am the editor for digital camera magazine and the canon also the canon magazine in the uk what the hell is it called i don't know it's the canon something anyways whatever so then he wanted to do an article on me and that was lovely and so we did uh, work together for the next few months on it mm-hmm. yeah, and that's it, the origin story but I'll, I'll post that stuff anyways it came out great i'm very proud of you photo, uh, pl- photo plus is that the name man of the feedback for for all photography magazines get a get a name that stands out from the other photography magazines good yes lord actually that's exactly what this is a great case study though right now right here right real life Mm. that's why i'm struggling to remember it is because there's so many magazines like that it's like professional photographer magazine digital camera magazine digital photographer magazine photography da 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 you know and then there's the canon one and then there's the nikon one but they all have like camera and digital or something Mm. and i can't remember them and so let this be a lesson to you for naming your photography business Try to be unique and original and try not to use the same like, you know, tired puns over and over and over again because it's can get really like noisy. Yeah, because honestly, if someone asked me like, oh, what what magazines has has Kaylee been in? I I one like I don't know because all the names blend together. And two, I could rattle off any combination of the word digital and like camera or photography (laughs) and also be correct yeah (laughs) yeah i don't know for some reason i've been in a lot of uk like magazines Mm -hmm. uh i feel like probably a dozen like uk magazines titles slash like some of them are repeats but over the years it'd be like the same magazine reaches out again maybe in a few years time or whatever and uh it's it's very humbling and lovely and i'm not really sure though why like specifically more uk magazines than u.s magazines but there's been like probably Probably 10 or so U.S. magazines over the years. Professional Photographer, Nat Dio, which is the best one of all. Mm -hmm. Um, And then there was, I've definitely been like in, uh, you know, like the dog magazines plenty, like Modern Dog and Bark and those ones. Um, And then some camera ones around here, I guess. Yeah, I'd have to compile. I have this box down in the basement and it, it is like my dog. It's like my magic dog breath box. And it has basically like every physical piece of media that i could get my hands on that we've been like published in and stuff and it's like you know newspapers and magazines and uh books that because we've done books that aren't necessarily like our own like people have licensed images for us from us for books and packaging i have like some packaging in there some dog food bags i have um some uh i don't remember you remember the fit bark that we were on the boxes at target mm-hmm. so i have those in there i have uh lots of kurgo branding and tags and stuff from like the kurgo <laughs> like jackets juni from the kurgo jackets that joshua was on and he was on a water bowl so i took the tags off of those and um stuck them in the magic box so anyway that'll be fun to go through someday we'll get there that's very exciting very exciting personal conversation. Um, isn't that what this part is? <laughs> I feel like we are on different planets right now. And also, you're sitting so far away from me again. Mm-hmm. Are we on different planets? I, yes. What planet are you on? I'm on planet linear podcast. <laughs> wow. What a, bore, <laughs> what a boring planet. <laughs> um, anything else that you want to talk about before we jump into talking about this photo? Because the photo... Wait, you didn't give me a you didn't give me a moment to answer. You said anything else I want to talk about? Go ahead. Um, Christmas. Do you want to talk about Christmas? <laughs> All right. This is what I'll say. Finally, one thing, only one thing, two mm-hmm. things, mm-hmm. two things. Our house looks amazing. Thank you, Junie. Agrees, Junie. Do you agree? Do you agree that the house looks amazing? Yes. Yes. See, she does. Sam decorated our house. 
like in one night and for some reason you did it at like 9 30 p.m and you were up. <laughs> like no it you, just it just felt like 9 30 p.m no, because the sun sets at four o'clock here that's awful i know that's the other thing about winter it's so hard for photography it's so hard um but no you did he did like we have a white house and he did and we have these like white columns out front on the front porch and he wrapped them like with red and white lights to look like candy canes and it looks amazing the house looks so good it's so festive and we put up our christmas tree kind of late later than i wanted to um but things like i said kind of gave you some insight into what's been going on they've been like crazy lately so we finally got it up what two nights ago Mm -hmm. and it's awesome and if you recall because i think we talked about this last year it's like epilepsy inducing (laughs) extremely bright to the point where we have to shut it off when we want to like watch a movie or something because it competes too much with the tv yeah our our neighboring house is quite far away from us but i still texted them and i was like please let me know if my christmas tree is keeping you up at night (laughs) it's so bright (laughs) truly anyway so christmas that's exciting we can talk more about that next week Mm -hmm. i see i see on your face that you uh slightly want to murder me from across the room Mm-hmm. Hey, but uh, let, let me let me shout out. Mm-hmm. Shout out to your mom, Fran, Fran Haddix. Woo! Shout out Fran Haddix because she said she listens sometimes while she cleans the house. Uh, shout out Dave Haddix, Sam's father, mm-hmm. for fixing the snowblower. What a guy. Uh-huh. Um, shout out Kenny Greer. Woo! My brother. Just going to shout out all of our family members yes. <laughs> now. This is the section of the podcast where you just... Shout out Lori Greer, my yeah. mother. Yeah. Shout out Doug Young, our best friend. And Emily Mender, my cousin. Um, those are the only ones I'll shout out this week. We'll do more next week, but um, I know that they all mentioned in this last week when I had seen them in various places that they were listening. So I wanted to say hello. How are you? Hello. I hope you're enjoying the worst episode ever of Adventures in Dog <laughs> Photography. I think it's great. You can sit down. You can sit down and quiet, quiet up. Is that a word? Is that a phrase? Quiet up. All right. Any chance you want to talk about this photo? Pop it up. <laughs> do you remember Pop it up? Yes, I remember Pop it up. <laughs> We saw it in okay. It was a show that we saw in Las Vegas with puppets, and it was an improv show. Yeah, How was, amazing was that? It was by Brian Henson. It was amazing, wasn't it? Yes. It okay. Was. All right. Moving on. Go ahead, Sam. Oh, this is the part where there's a break, so you have to do a small song. And you said you hooked up your keyboard, so give it a little jingle. Oh well, I mean, it's it's not it's not properly hooked up right now. What do you mean? You can't just go like ding ding do 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 bow bow. Oh, that's good enough. Okay, that was the break. Mm-hmm. Now we're back. I'm just going to let Sam have a moment. He's got his eyes closed. He's looking at the floor, currently breathing slowly, trying to stay calm. The last thing I want to do this late at night is have to edit this podcast to death. We don't have to edit it. It's perfect. Are you kidding me? It's a masterpiece. It's literally the worst thing we've ever recorded. It's not at all. It's brilliant. And people will disagree. Please leave a comment on the old Adventures in Dog Photography Instagram at Adventures in Dog Photography on Instagram. Leave us a comment and tell Sam this is not the worst episode we've ever done. Yeah. Are you on Team Sam or Team Kaylee? <laughs> team Kaylee. Woo! Team Team Sam, who started the conversation off with really great winter tips, and then Team Kaylee, who then decided to ask how I was afterwards. <laughs> Do you not want me to ever ask how you are? Isn't that a nice question? Isn't yeah, that up, a, up front isn't that is thoughtful? great. Isn't that a thoughtful question? You're the worst person I know. <clears throat> Cutest, though. <laughs> <laughs> all right do you want to describe this photo for this week actually you do i i do i do want <laughs> you to do it you do it i do it okay um okay this is uh this is one of my favorite examples of a of a great winter photo uh this is a photo of our dog joshua he is a uh a brindley brown uh pit bull with a big old white stripe and a white chest 
Hoyt. Hoyt. I'm glad you said it like that. <laughs> Um, he's standing on a snowbank and there is a crazy pink and purple sunset behind him. There's snow everywhere, snow falling, there's snow on his nose, there's snow on his chin, <laughs> his little pink lips. Um, <laughs> so cute. And uh, you can see there's kind of a, an architectural element coming in from the right. It's a, it's a, it's a bridge and a building and then there's like a, some, some trees in the background and a stop sign. Um, and, and we'll talk about, uh, the, thing, the things that I love about this image and then a couple of things that I wish weren't there, but it's, you know, it's a it's a what can you do sort of scenario. But uh, Kaylee, anything else you want to add to this uh, image description wise? 10 out of 10, Sam. 10 out of 10. All right. No, I think it's important to say that he's in a bit of a, like an urban or maybe like an architectural environment kind of outdoors, but like not in the not in the completely typical, like super idyllic heavily naturey location that i usually like to put dogs in mm. and we'll describe why that is coming up in the story but i'm scrolling through my instagram right now to try to find that photo mm-hmm. so i can look at it and reference it so you can fill up the airwaves with um information great so we we, we took this photo in slatersville rhode island uh and what's what's funny is we always we had mentioned that that town because that's where we lived for a long time uh, in the old mill building there. We had like an artist's loft there that we lived in for almost 10 years. Uh, there and, it is. Found and, it. and we would mention it every now and again. And like probably one out of every 500 people would be like, oh, I know Slatersville, Rhode Island. It's the and, first mill village. Yes, it's America's first mill village. Exactly. So the, fir- the first village ever built around and specifically for a mill. It was a textile mill, right? Yep. Textile then, mill and, and, you know, child labor laws weren't a thing back then. That's why it was haunted and my picture would fall down off the wall sometimes. It was absolutely haunted. Yep. Definitely uh, was. Definitely was. Because I would take Josh out to pee. Sometimes like typical Kaylee style at like 2.30 in the morning. And he would like walk down the hallway. And then, you know, if there was like a right that the like the hallway would say take a right, but we would need to go left. He'd like turn to the right and look down this long, dark hallway that had all the, all the lights off. And he'd just stare. And then his hair would stand up on the back of his neck. And I was like, <laughs> oh my God, let's go. And I've seen so many horror movies that I knew it was down there that I couldn't see it, but he could see it. Uh, yes, it was uh, kind of terrifying going out that that late at night because, yes, he de- definitely uh, pointed like some dogs would do at a lot of things that weren't there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, um, so this... So- so we, we so we lived in an apartment that was again like a artist loft sort of thing. It was basically a gigantic box. It was so cool. Uh, and we I wish had, we could have bought that place. It was it was very cool. Uh, it was a special place. It was a very special place. Uh, we did a lot of growing there. That's where we the business was born, and that's where. Did. Um, so uh, we we had these gigantic windows. Um, these like floor to ceiling windows, or they were you know, like 12 feet high. Gorgeous. And, and like they, the ceilings were like 18 feet high. And yeah, I think the windows took up like, you're probably right, like 12 feet of it. Yeah. And and they kind of surrounded, you know, two sides of this gigantic rectangle that we that we lived in. So we had this great view to, to the outside. Um, it was so pretty. It looked over a river and like if it ever snowed or, or rained or whatever, it felt like you were in like a snow globe, mm-hmm. it, like inside of a snow globe because it was just all around you in like, p- like panorama. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like... It, Pano vision. <laughs> it was gorgeous. It was great rainstorms. Cold all the time, though, because the windows were like yeah, there was old. no insulation. Yeah, they were Our... super old, and like there were so many of them that it was just freezing in there all the time. Yes, lighting and heating that place was an absolutely stupid nightmare for our electric bill, but it was totally worth it. We paid quite literally like what three fifty a month for electricity. 
at, at least yeah we, we paid double what we're paying now anyways wow. <laughs> efficiency and, yes um but but yeah this view definitely allowed for kaylee to scope out if there was anything exciting going on outside as far as the sky goes weather sunset yeah. weather anything I was like always that. always looking at the sky there i was every day i was like emergency mm-hmm. <laughs> we need to go out and then the, everybody got to know us in the neighborhood like because there was probably what 100 people that lived in that building no there's like 500 people that well lived there. between all the buildings but the building we were in mm. you know, whatever it was like 100 or 150 people or something mm-hmm. and i swear like 80 percent of them knew exactly who we were and what we were doing at any given time because i was always running around screaming about the sky and had dogs in tow all the time yep and they're like oh the dog photographer girl's at it They'd come out and be like, nice guy again. You know, <laughs> like they knew what I was doing. <laughs> yeah, we stood out. Yeah, for sure. And yes. I mean, like we live in like a really, really quiet, remote place now. And I miss like I'm such an extrovert that I like miss having all those people around. I, there are things that I don't miss about it for sure. Like the smells. <laughs> Sometimes mm. the smells were just so awful. Um, yeah. Shout out to Drunk Jim. Shout out to the oh, chain smoking lady. You, yeah. Hopefully they don't listen Sh- to this. Shout out to stumbling wine lady. <laughs> yeah. Like. And then like uh, like half of like it was always would smell like weed and it was so gross. Um, anyways. So it depends on who moved in and who moved out. But the people carried the scent with them. Some of them. Um, which is like whatever. No shade. To their choices. Totally fine. I just hate the smell. Um, anyway, with all that said, I do kind of miss like I just miss like talking to people. I loved like just like running into neighbors and like how are you and how's everything. Mm, I know that makes you, the one of us. Yeah, I know you so, don't miss that at all. But so anyway. describe describe this this evening with the, when this photo occurred. So it's this was like a, a really like epic snowstorm. It was like real. I remember it being kind of like a novel snowstorm because it was kind of like heavy and. It also was one of those days kind of reminded me of when there's a rainstorm in the summer. Think of like a summer rainstorm where the skies get all like swirly and kind of weird. And especially, especially if you're lucky enough for a rainstorm to happen right around sunset time, then like the swirly skies, like the clouds and stuff, they start to mix like color in. And sometimes you get really weird novel light we've seen some strange light in our time and some of it's been like kind of green and some of it's been like super pink and it kind of has run the gamut like some of the weirder light that we've seen um but this was one of those days and instead of it being a rainstorm at like at like sunset time because usually i say rainstorm because usually you get those really interesting skies on like humid days like summer days summer days are usually the ones that give you if it is raining the weirdo rainstormy epic-y sunsetty skies mm-hmm. um and so i don't often like i said earlier in the podcast i don't often expect that in the winter like it almost never happens because the winter is so much drier usually but this was just one of those weird days it was like a humidy snowstorm and it was happening right around sunset and i was watching out the windows which was so easy to do because like you said it was they were just everywhere and i was like oh my god the snowstorm looks amazing and of course i was already toying with the idea of like getting out in it to try to make some images or something happen um but i wasn't in like emergency mode or anything because it had been snowing all day and it was just like the light was just blah you know what i mean just plain like blah kind of overcasty whatever but then I just watching out those windows, something started happening that was weird. And like this weird, do, do they call it Alpenglow? Isn't Alpenglow like when, and this isn't, this w- wouldn't be what this is because Alpenglow I think happens like at certain latitudes or whatever. And I think it's like specifically a mountain forest thing, but it is like this weird thing with the snow all right, I think somebody's going to correct me. I could be totally wrong, but I'm just putting it all out there. Um, I It's like something weird that happens with like the sun set 
and snow at certain like latitudes and it turns everything like pink and yellow sort of. I could be wrong. Look it up. Tell me what it means. And now I'm kind of curious if I had any like inclination at all towards I, being I, right. I think I think you're right, especially when like uh, it's turning it's turning the snow the same color as the sunset. Yeah, so, like the sun picks up the yeah. Go ahead. So, sorry. So yeah, it says uh, uh, Alpen glow is an optical phenomenon that appears as a horizontal reddish glow near the horizon, opposite to the sun, when the solar disk is just below the horizon. So it doesn't have to do with trees specifically, though. Uh, in the examples I'm seeing on the internet, I'm just seeing mountains. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, no, that makes sense. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Um. Whatever. I kind of, I kind of generally had the, <laughs> the gist. <laughs> but anyway, so something weird started to happen in the sky, regardless of whatever the technical term was for it, and it started to like swirl. It was starting to be like kind of pink, like a sunset pink. But then. I don't know if like the color temperature started to cool because clouds got caught up in something or whatever, but the pink started to turn to purple, like purple, purple. Like mm-hmm. it wasn't blue and it wasn't like, it wasn't like magenta, like it was purple. And I'm like, Sam, <laughs> scream, <laughs> emergency, like the sky is purple. And you're like, what? No, like, no, I tend to be dramatic and I t- obviously, and I tend to get really excited about things and no. overblow them, obviously. And uh, Sam was like not super believing me, but then, you know, you kind of came finally to idly to check out what I was talking about and you kind of were like, oh, it is turning purple. Like you're not making that up. It's like properly purple and pink outside. So I was like, get Joshua as fast as possible because we didn't have Junie at this time. Mm-hmm. So Joshua was our only like little model at our behest. Is that the right word? Behest. Yeah. And and yeah, and in this this type of sunset scene, those colors are like, oh, this is probably gonna last for about six minutes. Yes. So like, let's make it happen. So fleeting. Sam has to take a moment to help Junie back up on the couch. She's making big decisions. Good girl. Um yeah, so it, it it was gonna be fleeting. So it was like emergency. Get the like, get the dog. Get the camera. Get the make sure it has all the all the attachments that it needs. Memory cards, batteries. God forbid. And then get the light. And so we went flying outside. So that comes to the point in the story where basically we live, lived on the second story of this um this old mill building. So we it takes a little while to get outside. We were kind of far away from some of the exit doors and it was a little bit of a conundrum to go up and down this like really steep stairs. Do you remember the stairs when you came out of our apartment door and you took a left and you could go down those ones right there to get out like as quickly as possible? Mm -hmm. Of course. I can't imagine that Joshua could do those. Think about that. He was so youthful. He was so full of it. So now now when Joshua comes up the stairs at our apartment, which are much less steep and many fewer stairs, we we pick up his rear end and he does the fronts. He tip taps up with the fronts and and we, we help with his butt. Oh my God, that is the cutest thing because he has arthritis in both knees because he had two knee uh, like ACL surgeries or whatever they're called, mm-hmm. CCL, whatever they are. Um, but anyways, uh, so it took us a while to get outside. So I was so nervous we were going to miss it because the building was huge and like getting out of the building by itself was, was like a huge ordeal to finally get to like the fresh air outside. Mm-hmm. But we did make it out and like literally that's why he's in this spot he's in because I normally like like really clear skies. Like when I say clear, I don't mean um I don't mean non-cloudy. I mean like free uh, of distraction. Free, yes, exactly. <laughs> like big wide open. Just, yes, distraction yes. free skies. Yeah, exactly. Um, so oh, I just got a nice text from my mother. Excellent. Shout out, so, Lori. Oh, I already shouted her out, right? So, so there, yeah, so there was a couple of things happening. Is One, the best part of that sky was in that direction. Yes. So, you know, if we were to have taken the extra five minutes to go to a super clear spot, like, 
the the sky wasn't as interesting to begin with and then by the time we got there it probably been fully gone exactly every photographer's nightmare exactly it was just like panic like get to whatever spot you can get to that's visually gonna suffice right so so some of the things that that we had to work around with this particular photo is you know if you're looking at the photo just on the left side of the image literally like one millimeter outside of frame is what another building no oh like cars in the yes. parking lot yeah well there's yeah. also there also would have been another building like right to the left there. yeah but we're, we're directly next to the first parked car in the parking lot yeah yeah there's a there was there'd be a car on the left mm-hmm. and then on the right like we were in the street basically there's like a yeah we were in like i don't want to say street like the driveway parking lot yeah whatever yeah, we're in the parking lot. we're in the parking lot he's standing up on a curb which gives me a little bit of that dog breath angle that I love where he's like taller than me. But the curb luckily was like normally very ugly, right? Like yellow and awful. But luckily it was covered in a decent amount of snow. So it just looks like a snowbank or something. It mm-hmm. looks like really clean and simple, which is awesome. Um, right. Because but, cause you mentioned that there is another building over to the left. But the reason that you can't see that as well is because you are using that angle to get lower right and so using a wide angle lens and getting lower like that building that is a gigantic building and really not that far away just disappears yeah so eliminating distractions of the cars by not putting in the frame the building by kind of getting the angle on it uh and we mentioned earlier about like dead trees and that sort of thing like they still exist in this photo um but they're they're pretty minimized and a lot of that has to do with with the you know the, the low angle and really just trying to get him away from anything that's super distracting i don't love this the si- the sign that's in the photo you know what i mean there's like a stop sign or something yeah, like that so, on the left yeah i was gonna get there so because we had to go to the like the most immediate like spot right outside the door and we had him up on the curb i just had to make some um what's the word that you have to when you have to make a um, decision not a decision like a compromise <laughs> okay i had to make compromises like if i wanted to get that moment i just had to work with what i had right there in front of me mm-hmm. um and so yes there is the back of like a i think it's a wrong way sign actually yeah because if you that was like a one-way parking lot mm-hmm. so it like looped around the building like a u and if you went the wrong way then you could like go head on with another car i think that's what that sign is it's like a one way yeah um and then on the right is like the building we live in the other whatever it's not a big deal but it's the building across from where we live in and it's those two buildings are connected with one of those old school like um oh god what would you call that it's a footbridge okay a footbridge but it's been all like shut down and closed up but it was like a bridge that took the workers between the two mill buildings Mm, the Um, the child workers (laughs) yes the haunted (laughs) child workers um yeah so that's in the shot on the right and then like you said the back of that wrong way sign or whatever it was is on the left which is something i would never normally include in one of my like compositions um in fact if we would have had the time we could have if we had the time we could have taken a right out of that door and walked probably like for two to three minutes and gotten like a way clearer view but because just because i knew we had literally like maybe two or three minutes to actually Mm -hmm. capture the scene like we couldn't um uh, yeah take the time so it's just like make it happen like whatever and so the other thing that's like incredible about it is Joshua also is a big snow dog. He loves the snow. And so he was like rooting around as I was getting my settings and everything. He was rooting around in the snow, like getting good smells. 
And so when he blasted his face up out of the snow, he had all the snow on his nose and he had like stuff hanging off his cheeks. And I was like, oh my God, that's incredible. Like don't, you tend to, uh, this is not a dig at all, but you tend to always try to go clean the dog's face up like before the shot. So with Joshua, you'll like try to like clean him off and get him ready for me, which is very helpful usually. But in this case, I recall like you going to brush the snow off his nose. And I was like, no, like it's so good. It's such a part of the story in this case, right? And I think the other thing is too, like with imagery that looks like this, which is kind of hyper real and like so colorful and almost like a comic book, I think it's easy for people to just like assume it's not real. God, especially now with AI, like what what an awful like battle to fight where you're like, no, everything I do is like, 100% authentic and it's out in the real world and none of this is like generated but with that said if he had like a perfectly clean face it wouldn't necessarily fit the you know overall narrative of the moment and also like the scene so sometimes people try to this is kind of interesting sometimes people like try to call me out on like photos of mine where dogs are in the water this is I I say sometimes it's incredibly rare but every once in a while someone would be like why is the top of that dog dry like that doesn't seem right and I think people notice stuff like that, right? And in those cases, my retort is always like, the dog just didn't go underwater. Like Mm -hmm. where his fur touches the water, you can see it's wet. And maybe there's like an inch line where he's wet, but he didn't get his head underwater. Like Joshua will very rarely ever dunk his head in the water. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So like uh, you will often have like in my photos of dogs in the water, often the top half of them is dry. Like they're, you know what I mean? Their head is dry and then you can see their chest and body is like wet. But people are like, why isn't the dog all wet? And I'm like, well, he just, he didn't go under. But with that, to that point, like if Joshua didn't have snow all over his face and stuff, it would feel a little less like, I guess, believable since it is already such a strange scene because the pink purple snow sunset was friggin' wild. Mm-hmm. I've never seen anything like it again in the winter. Um, I've seen summer sunsets that look pretty wild like this, but I've I've never seen another winter one like this. It's I mean, it's super rare. It's super, super yeah. rare. So how, how long do you think this photo shoot lasted? Four to six minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's probably being generous. Yeah. And how many photos do you think we took in general? Oh, I probably took like 30. Mm-hmm. I'm just guessing like 20 or 30. I'm guessing because I'm always trying to get like expression. Mm-hmm. So I probably would have just been firing him off really fast mm-hmm. as he like moved around into different faces and, and stuff like that. Yeah. And so this is this is your typical style. It's it's lit. Um, probably a beauty dish for this if we're, if we're doing something like really fast. Yeah. And yeah, it would be. We get fun, fun camera settings. For and it would have been an Einstein 640. Uh, what year is this? 2016, I think. No, February yeah. 2016. Then, then you are correct. Yeah, that, which by the way is like a $500 light or less, guys. So. Oh yeah, I mean they're awesome. Yeah, really, really good. Oh, ma- absolutely masterful customer service too. True. We talked about them in the um, yes, episode in St. Croix. Yeah. <laughs> My feet are falling asleep. Hold on. You're right. Yeah, this was February, February 5th of <laughs> 2016, uh, and it, it says here it was a uh, 6:04 p.m. But I don't believe that because uh, it would have been so dark. <laughs> it would have been well, so dark. Pro- the, when does the daylight savings happen again? Well, this this was probably five oh four PM because we don't adjust our camera no, for daylight true. savings time. Yeah, but but yeah, yeah, your your nerd exposure, you shot this with your sixteen to thirty five. This is at one one hundredth of a second second. ISO eight hundred. Wow. Well it was getting yep. dark. You know yep. what I mean? It was this weird sunsetty darky pinky thing. Yep. And that's so you could shoot it at um F ten. No, but I, I clearly remember Sam like 
panicking. I was like, panic! I was like, it's purple! Oh, God. Sometimes this happens when I shoot where I, like, my heart starts to flutter. Like, physically, like, I don't flutter in my chest and I can't focus on anything and I have to say what's happening. Like, I have to narrate what's happening, like, in a panic. Mm -hmm. And I remember doing that and, like, a bunch of people because there was, it was a busy, like, building and place that we lived and a bunch of people were, like, alerted by me. You know what I mean? They were like, what's going on? Oh, my God. Like, is there a problem or whatever? Because I was making such a scene. But then I think, like, well, some people obviously understood because they were standing underneath the same sunset as me that it was insane because it, it was so novel and remarkable. And not only that, but it was still snowing. Like it was flurrying actively with this pink sky mm-hmm. and white everywhere. It was so unbelievable. But I certainly remember like people onlookers kind of gathering because they were just like, what is going on with this girl? <laughs> <laughs> I fully remember that. Yeah, we did a number of shoots just right around that property as well. And it was always in a panic. Yeah, because it was always that I would see the sky from our apartment and want to run out in time. Yep. Yep. Um, But hey, I mean, if you if you see a sunset like that, then you got to you got to act because like you said, that was about six minutes and then it was gone. And 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 I've never it's 2016. I've never seen another one like that, at least in the winter. Right. I think that I would love to like I have this big idea for this winter that I would love to seek out like a situation like that where we've got like, oh, my gosh, pink skies, but with white snow and like in a river or something like I have these ideas, but um, you can't plan for it. You know what I mean? Like you just have to be in the right place at the right time. So success kind of comes from putting yourself constantly in a position to hopefully be in the right place. Mm -hmm. And then you'll find that, you know, nine times out of ten, nine and a half times out of ten, like it won't pan out. But as long as you're there that like one extra time, it, you'll get it. And then people are like, what the heck? All you ever do is you must live somewhere with amazing sunsets. They say that to me a lot. Like, why are the skies so amazing where you live? And I'm like, are you kidding I me? I don't show you the terrible ones. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, we live in, pro- I think, probably one of the single worst places on earth for sunsets. 100%. Yeah. I think like when we go to Florida, uh, I can't, I am blown away by, I am obsessed with the like light in Florida. Um, and I'm so blown away by the fact that like almost every night there's a sunset that rivals like the best one I've ever seen here. And you know in in tropical places it happens more obviously but like um there's a lot of places in the world with like really incredible stuff going for it new zealand we've been to so many of these places um to visit and i think oh my gosh if we had this kind of scenery like imagine where i could take my work to like the level but i i live in one of the more difficult places to shoot i think right and i mean it has its seasons it has a beautiful fall it is amazing yeah i will say that but yeah for for your style where you're looking for these big skies like it's very very difficult to to find a spot that that kind of accommodates that in new england yeah in new england yeah and uh but i think that's definitely made you a stronger photographer by like really concentrating on what to leave out of your photo yeah because i think that's one of the biggest things that i see in in new photographers is a look at their work and be like why is there so much junk in your photo yeah just like this has to go this has to go this has to go and it's all very accomplishable just by like a little tweak of your of your angle and just like a second look at your frame um but i think that you've you've grown to do that a lot more instinctually because of how much crap is around us at any given time yeah yeah no that's true i think it does like make me a stronger photographer because when i get to a place that's insanely beautiful i'm like oh piece of cake right like i I feel like i've trained on the like harder battlefields or whatever so then when like something's like gifted to me that's like magical and beautiful it's like okay i know how to handle the worst of situations so this this will be like like epically cool perfect Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm 
Yeah. Um, so you said F10 for F10. this? F10. F10. Well, look at that. Well, that's kind of why the building in the background and the sign and all that like it kind of becomes a part of the story because it's not all blurred out. So you can see, you know, pretty clearly like there's a narrative and there's a sense of place and everything. Mm-hmm. And I do think there was something cool about this that I never would have shot in this spot, but the circumstances drove me to have to make it happen because of the sheer emergency of the like conditions that I've and I really like it like I think in the end like it's special because it commemorates that really amazing place that we lived and that that we loved and that the buildings themselves like are quite charming and pretty and it gives a bit of a sense of like a like I said like a more like a grittier maybe more like urban or architectural like environment that I don't normally shoot in so I I like that I like stretched my comfort zone a little bit because in my in my perfect world I would have shot this on like a hilltop with absolutely nothing else poking into the frame, like a clear, wide open hilltop. But that wouldn't have as much context to the story. So I think in a way, like it, it worked out. And I am I think it's an interesting image because of those little elements. And I kind of like the sign in retrospect. I know you don't like it as much, but I, I kind of like it. I think it's interesting. Yeah. And, and you know, what's funny is we also, um, I remember we had a huge like 24 by 36, like a uh, canvas gallery wrap from pro prints yeah. of of this image and we had it on one of our walls that you could see from like the parking lot you yeah. could see through those big windows and yeah. you could see this image that's right uh and a number of other images we had on the wall and so like every once in a while we'd be talking to someone new and they'd be like oh so like which apartment are you in and we're like oh we're in that one up there and they're like oh you have the dog photo yeah. so we're like yep <laughs> yep and that's a lot us. of people would be like oh my god that dog photo that that's that's really cool like where'd you take it and we'd be like here like yeah. we took it right here right outside this front door that we're like standing at right now it was like right outside the mail room basically yes um but yeah it was a it's a, it was a cool chapter in our lives and uh Uh, that place that like we kind of started dog breath in and really grew in it was i wish like i said i wish we could have bought it if they would have turned them into condos it would have been so rad but they were apartments and uh it was not obviously after 10 years being in an apartment it wasn't like the most the greatest investment uh financially so yeah we had to leave which was sad but those were in providence well just outside of providence rhode island and uh it was special and i love providence and my heart is still there in a lot of ways we went there on my birthday back to providence which was really cool and nostalgic for us and special mm-hmm. but um yeah so this this image is cool because it's kind of a part of our story it is and it's a beautiful photo of joshua and i mean honest to god a freaking purple snow sunset just give me a break that's one <laughs> of the coolest things that's ever happened absolutely so kaylee uh we- We've we've got we've got a couple of fun things coming up. I don't know if you're what you're allowed to to talk about yet, but mm. maybe we can drop some hints. Um, um, one, are you allowed to talk about your next talk that you have coming up after we come back oh, from Florida? I don't know the answer to that. I okay. want to say yes, but I don't know that they've officially announced me. Okay, so don't so let's don't just drop wait the until hints. they've announced me on their website, and then we'll say it next week or something. Cool. So yeah, so hopefully we'll be doing a, a fun talk kind of up towards our area, and hopefully you'll be covering a new and a exciting new thing. topic yes, a new that topic. you haven't talked about before. We hinted a little bit about it today, but in order to get really in depth with it, stay tuned for that announcement. You're so mysterious. Um, two, uh, we're we're gonna we're gonna come up with some details about this in the next like week or two, but um, I I. I'd, I'd like to pre-announce our little uh, quote-unquote contest. I don't want to call it an official contest because that that involves like there's going to be a lot of rules. rules. It's, it's <laughs> State just regulations. Be, it's just going to be a fun thing um, where we finally got a DNA test for Junie. I know. I'm so excited. 
decided on Black Friday, I finally decided <laughs> to get one. Because like, I've always wanted to figure out what the heck Junie is because everybody's so perplexed, especially mm-hmm. like people in the veterinary fields. They're so perplexed by her and her like weird. She's very weird. And in the most special way, she's kind of weird and her face is shaped weird and she's got these wrinkles. And so we've always kind of wanted to know what she is exactly. I know that she's mostly Pitbull. I know that she's mostly like American Pitbull Terrier and whatever Staffordshire, whatever you want to call it. Um, but there's there's other weird things going on and we're so excited <laughs> to find out. So right. I bought on Black Friday. I was like, all right, finally, I think I'll like I'll take the plunge and buy one of these DNA tests. Now, I know what you're thinking because I've, believe me, I've, I've already heard the arguments that these things are completely like useless and probably aren't right. <laughs> but I still want to try it. We'll yeah. just see how it goes. We'll it's, see how accurate it feels. But. It's better than us just blindly guessing. So I think what we'll do when, when we get those results back, we'll, we'll put out some like a, official announcement. But I want to do a little contest called Junie. What is she even? Yeah, brilliant. I love it. And uh, yeah, whoever whoever guesses closest to what the results come back on will get like a little prize. Yeah, I'm in. I'm into it. Yeah, we'll have to figure out. I'll that let is. you handle any trips to the post office though, because holy crap, am I done with the post office? Yeah, uh, <laughs> big, big thanks to those who uh, who bought you know our our fun calendars. That we yes, on sale. that was incredible. Seriously, thank you. We must have we went back and forth to the post office. I don't know three or four times with like eighty calendars or something. So we thank you guys so much. We fully sold out of all the calendars we had and the fine art ones were, so, I don't know if I, did I ever mention these on the podcast? Is this coming out of nowhere? I, I, I can't remember if I mentioned them. I think them. you mentioned it on the podcast you did by yourself. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, Well, anyway, we sold uh, some calendars this year and they were like, so, I was so incredibly humbled by the response. Thank you so much to those of you who, who got your hands on one. Um, but the fine art calendars uh, that we were offering were are so big that they to ship them was so so challenging. Um, it took a long time to figure out like the best way to ship them, and I had a lot of help from my friend Peter at the post office. Shout out Peter at the post office for helping me <laughs> through a very challenging time. And then I had to wagon in and like three different sets of wagons of calendars. So that was uh, exciting. Spent a lot of time there at the old post office. But mm-hmm. anyway, that's all good. Calendars are on their way. So if, if you're listening to this and for any reason you haven't gotten yours yet, um, I mentioned on the website uh, that they were being sent media mail, which is the only feasible way to ship those giant calendars for any type of price that makes any sense for anyone. Um, and sometimes that can take up to like eight business days or maybe 10. So it could be a bit, but I don't think it will be because I got... Just the other day, we sent the last batch and those people, some of those people lived in California and I've already gotten messages from them. They already have them. So I'm hoping everybody has theirs by now, but just in case you don't, it's definitely on the way. Um, I do have tracking for everybody. So for any reason, somebody's lost something, email me and I'll give you tracking and you can figure out where it is. Great. Anything else you want to plug, Kaylee? (sighs) My butt... I want to plug my butt. Why is this a butt-heavy podcast? It's just on me, right? <laughs> you look so disappointed in me. I'm sorry that you're disappointed in me. You didn't like my song about your butt crack earlier? Yeah, this it's a lot of a just, lot of grossness happening. It's just a butt-heavy podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, what do I want to plug? Um, nothing. Okay, great. <laughs> well, no, no, I got something. <laughs> yeah, what's Sam. Up? Yeah. Congratulations to you. Uh, yeah on for being the best dog dad on earth i just wanted to say that truly (laughs) you've been so great lately honest to god 
that's a great plug. You have been, and you've been you've been taking such good care of these amazing dogs of ours, and you've been really pulling through when they need you and when I need you. So let's take a moment to appreciate Sam Haddock's. You know, Sam Haddock's Appreciation Day was... was it was uh, on the calendar. Yeah, it was on the calendar. <laughs> <laughs> but we missed it. It was like two weeks ago. Yeah, that, yep. that one one day, one time, mm-hmm. a couple years ago, I made Sam Haddock's Appreciation Day. Well, I think you made it. You heavily <laughs> suggested that we should have Sam Haddock's Appreciation Day. So I did have it for you, and I booked you a massage, and then I think I bought you some a gift or something, and we, then we went out to eat, and then we went to see the Book of Mormon. Mm-hmm. Remember? Yes. It was a special day for you. And I said, oh, we'll do it annually. And then we never did it again. It was again. like 10 years ago. Even, no, it was not 10 years ago, <laughs> but it was on the calendar ago. like a couple weeks ago. And I was like, whoop. Um, and I will say, do you know what else is on the calendar that I just saw the other day? Nope. Joshua's biggest poop. Oh, great. So you can <laughs> yeah. just always remember. It was on, Yeah, it's on the calendar. And it was only t- about two months ago that he did his biggest poop of his whole life. <laughs> and I told you, I'm like, Sam, I'm putting this on the calendar. Yeah. And because it's I, so memorable. And you were like, all right, fine. No, I thought we should have bronzed it. Truly. Yeah. I know. I that agree. way we never like, forget. Like tiny baby shoes, but instead it's Joshua's largest poop. <laughs> Good God. It was incredible. Well, thanks everyone for listening to the <laughs> final episode of Adventures in Dog <laughs> no! Photography. I Listen, I don't know why you're so down on this episode. I think it was excellent. So as a reminder to all you lovely listeners, go on to the Instagram at Adventures in Dog Photography and please give Sam some feedback on how amazing this was and how fun it was. <laughs> and tell him that you want to keep hearing these because he's given up on us, guys. He's hey, given up on us. Team Sam. <laughs> Hashtag Team Sam. I don't think so. I disagree. Uh, give me recommendations on what to get Kaylee for Christmas. Oh, I've got recommendations. Yep. Um, but I'll give you them after great okay do you want to you want to sing us out of this one sam is mad sam is mad have you ever seen a sam so mad sam is mad and he isn't glad have you ever seen a sam so mad see ya Adventures in Dog Photography with Kaylee Greer and Sam Haddix is a Dog Breath production. Follow us on Instagram at Adventures in Dog Photography and be sure to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.